to always get the latest Game Tea, do not forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at The Game Tea Podcast, and you can find us on Twitter at Game Tea Podcast X. We post memes, gaming news, retweet friends of the pod, and of course, let you know when new episodes are available for your listening pleasure. Links are all available in the description of this episode, so check them out after the show, and thank you so much for listening to The Game Tea Podcast. everybody and welcome to another episode of the game tea podcast my name is jp i'm peaches and i'm czar boys welcome back we had a little break there over easter because of easter festivities what'd you guys do i basically was at home <laughs> i didn't really All do right. anything <laughs> my wife and i easter went eggs? to the well we went to the local drugstore and we bought a bunch of candy and we were gonna hide it for each other but then we got lazy and ate it instead <laughs> <laughs> Hiding just, it was just way too much work. We just wanted to eat the chocolate. Just as the Easter bunny intended. <laughs> good, good. What about you, JP? Oh, what about me? Well, I had a very exciting research paper to write, and then I decided to reward myself with a PTCB exam. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> JP well, treating himself, though. <laughs> <laughs> no in reality it's like my break wasn't even a break my schedule is just entirely dictated by three questions when is this due when do i work next when do i see my girlfriend that's literally it <laughs> i don't know like yesterday i was at the pharmacy like ringing up a medication for someone and like we'll order that in for tomorrow and they're like um tomorrow's saturday I'm like what no tomorrow's <laughs> tuesday well which one was it I don't even know anymore. What is now? <laughs> what is time? And before I knew it, it was, oh my God, it's the 10th. Oh, Jesus. Okay, so anyway, yeah, we're back. Happy Easter, everybody. Yeah, we, we out here. We all had a good time. I came to Omaha, got to see some family for a little bit, and then bailed. And then bailed like deuces. Yeah. Oh, now I remember why I left. Woo. <laughs> 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 Yay. I also got sick while I was out there, so you could pro- they can probably hear that in my voice right now. Oh, that's It's not COVID, at least, so that's but hey, nice. you made it to recording, so that's all that yeah. matters. I'll tell you what, Peaches, to reward you for having your voice hurt, how about you do itinerary today, buddy? Yeah. All right, let's do it up. <laughs> today on the podcast, we are going to be talking about breathing some life into E3 2021, couple of CD Projekt Red stories bundled into one. Epic Games is dropping stacks. And then we got some quick takes. Just for the record, I'm very skeptical about that first article, Breathing Life into E3. I hope it's just a, <laughs> I hope it's just a Word document from you that says no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get started, Czar. I think this first article belongs to you, man. All right, it is my article, and it is coming to us from gamesindustry.biz, written by Christopher Dring, so thank you, Christopher. And it's entitled Nintendo, Xbox, and Ubisoft Back Digital Only E3 2021. Ah. But PlayStation and EA remain absent. 
Ha! Yeah, so I I find this a little hard to believe, but here we go. E3 2021 will return this June in digital form and has been backed by Nintendo, Xbox, Capcom, Konami, Ubisoft, Take-Two, Warner Brothers, and Coke Media. Is that Coke Media, you say? Is it Cock Media? Uh, it's a, it's, I looked into that one specifically. It's like a German uh, like holdings company. So I'm excited oh. either way. <laughs> well, it sounds like they're in it for the funding. So, okay, cool. Go Cock Media. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's assume that it's probably Coke. Yeah. All right. Is well, that much well, better? <laughs> I mean, no. Well, I mean, that, aside from the la- the last of that lineup, is pretty strong, you know? A lot of notable names in there, especially with, you know, Nintendo and Xbox, but you might notice some no- notable absentees that have, you know, recent or normally frequented E3, including Sony, EA, Activision, Blizzard, Sega, Bandco Namco, Bandai Namco... <laughs> And Square Enix. Not Sega. <laughs> Sega. I know, right? No. Sega. Oh, we're not gonna see the next Sonic game. Okay. Uh, I think Bandai Namco owns Pac-Man. Oh, are they about to drop the hottest new Pac-Man? Oh wait, no, <laughs> they're not. Because they're absent. Because, yeah, they're not there. Darn it! I've been waiting so long. <laughs> Is it finally time for 3D Pac-Man? 3D Pac-Man's been a thing, man. Pac-Man World, one of my first games on the PlayStation. Phenomenal. What? Yeah. I have never even heard of that. Yeah, I had that for the PlayStation 2 as well. It was a good game. It was phenomenal. It didn't really make any sense, but it was really good. Waka Waka, bitch. Waka Waka, bitch. <laughs> that's, that's the title. Yeah, damn. Title already. That is the title. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, you might be wondering when this event takes place. Well, it's going to be June 12th and then June 15th. So, you know, that's that's quite a bit of time for more publishers to show up and sign their names on the ballot. But honestly, I'm a little bit confused about the June 12th and then June 15th. Why aren't the dates closer together? So it's taking place between June 12th and June 15th. So, like, it's supposed to be a multi-day event. Oh, man, I read that completely wrong. No, no, it's okay. I did it first, too. So they're saying, yeah, so they're saying between June 12th and June 15th, they've got all these different showcases for each one of these people that are going to be appearing. But it seems like they're kind of opening it up, and it's like, hey, if anybody else wants to jump in, please... I mean, we don't mind. We got we got tons of space. That's quite the power move on Sony's part if they, you know, choose to not be a part of E3. Because, you know, you got the big three game companies that, you know, make consoles, Nintendo, Xbox and Sony. One of those three not being there is that's that's a power play if I've ever seen one. It is a power play, but I also see some problems with that. Like, up until this point, we've been mocking Nintendo quite a bit, right? As, like, the one of the big three that doesn't like playing well with the others. You know, they may have a lot of inclusions on, like, what they like to do with Microsoft, but even then, it's not a lot. For the most part, Nintendo plays by Nintendo rules. But look at them, they're showing up for E3. It kind of leads me to the first question I wanted to ask for you guys. Uh, What do you think 
the showcase is going to look like without PlayStation there. EA, we can talk about too, but I'm curious about PlayStation. Czar, what do you think about that? Well, I've honestly never watched the PlayStation showcase, so I have no idea. <laughs> no, that's fair. I mean, that really is fair because all this time, literally for you, it's probably been oh, Xbox showcase. Oh, Nintendo showcase. Oh, PlayStation showcase. Yeah, no, I, I really hate to say how biased I am, but honestly, I will watch the Nintendo showcase and I will watch the Xbox showcase. And that is pretty much all of E3 that I will see. What about the showcases from the rest of the developers? Like, do you usually check out Ubisoft's or Warner Bros or anything like that? Or is it usually just the Xbox and Nintendo showcase? It depends on what's coming out that that year, like when the Batman Arkham games were coming out. Hell yeah, I checked out WB's showcase. Um, if Bethesda ever has a showcase, I will always watch oh, that. Oh, you betcha, bud. Um, you know, I'm really surprised, and I just thought of this, why EA is not going to be at E3, because aren't they making the Mass Effect Legends collection? Yes. Because... That's a pretty big showcase thing that they could do. What hmm. else is there to show from that, though, at the moment? You know, like they've just been kind of doing a slow drip or release on that. Like, well, yeah, gradually. but they had rumor of of that other Mass Effect game coming out. Um, I think after the Legends Collection, because, yeah, the Legends Cole- Collection comes out on my birthday. I forgot. Birthday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> May 14th. Get that Legends Collection. But yeah, there was rumor of another game in the works, like a, a next chapter in Shepard's Chronicle. I don't think it's going to. I think they're done with the Shepard story. OK, so I, like Zar was saying that it's going to be the next chapter in the Shepard story. But actually, I believe like when they finished Mass Effect 3, they said definitively they're the Shepard story is done now. We, they're moving on to other things. But they showed at the uh, with that other Mass Effect thing looks like Liara to Sony. And so I'm guessing that they might do something more directed, like with her as the focal point rather than Shepard. Well, and she was holding up a piece of in seven armor, too. So it kind of leads me to believe that she's at least searching for Shepard, if not, you know, another crew member of the guys. We can't um, make this episode another freaking Mass Effect dissertation. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. All All I'm saying is EA has a lot of shit to show. Why aren't they signing up for E3 yet? It's a good, it's th- a good question. I, I think there's just not enough to show. Like At least it, we, the thing is, we don't know what EA is working on beyond sports games, because they're always working on sports games. And like Mass Effect, the next Mass Effect game, which I mean, they probably don't have enough to show yet for that game. Like based on when they announced that it was being worked on, I, I doubt they have anything that they can show, like even like a cinematic trailer, you know? Well, that's fair. But I mean, I'm sure they have other games coming out, too. I don't know. They're pretty bogged down with sports games. <laughs> FIFA 2022 <laughs> is going to change the game, boys. Oh, they have baby. all new grass ch- textures. It looks exactly the same, but you got to believe us. It's new, but it's new. <laughs> Shinier grass. That signed me up for that game. See, in the next update, <laughs> in the next update, there's actually going to be like a spray bottle on top of your TV instead of like a camera. And that way, like when a player runs past you, it'll spray water and it'll feel like sweat just dripped on you. 
Next peripheral. <laughs> EA, Who doesn't want to feel like they're having sweat dripped on them, right? EA, give me a call, man. I've got plenty of good ideas. We can make some work. We can work together. And then, Peaches, you haven't really remarked much on PlayStation, so we know how you feel about EA. How do you feel about PlayStation not being there? I feel like PlayStation wants the spotlight solely on them, right? And so that's why they're not going to E3, is because... It's not all about Sony. That's why they have these showcases that are just Sony. Right. Because that way there's not stuff taking attention away from what they're showing. Well, that's what I thought was funny about Nintendo showing up because they basically curbed the market on these quote unquote directs. And they right. they're already, they were the first name on the article, Nintendo. Exactly. Yeah. That's actually a fantastic point is like, you know, the whole thing of like branching off from these big presentations to just make your own online because it's better and easy so you don't have to share the spotlight with anyone it started with nintendo but here they are back in e3 because i mean that means that nintendo's got to see the value in being a part of this even if it's just to preserve like being a part of gaming culture like i honestly i'm sorry sorry what Oh, I was going to say, I think that's the most important thing about E3 is it's not necessarily about who has the biggest spotlight. It's kind of a huge celebration of gaming. Like, it's just a gaming festival. It's not about who has the biggest spotlight to us as the gamers. That's true. <laughs> that's true. You know, like, to the, uh, there's value in these companies wanting to preserve, like, wanting to be included in gaming culture. And I... Uh, I mean, I feel like you both are making great points on PlayStation's just trying to find a way to kind of like they don't want to share the spotlight. They want to be the talk of the town when these when their presentations take place, because I mean, when all there's still a great amount of companies showing up to this Nintendo and Xbox, especially. But Konami, Ubisoft, Warner Bros, everybody's going to have some good stuff to talk about. And when that happens, like when all these cool things are happening at once, it's really hard to keep your un- attention on one company at one time. And I think PlayStation has recognized that. So they're like, hey, I don't want to be included with you losers. <laughs> Power play. And I, th- I think that's a bad move. It is a I bad think it's move. kind of a bad move. It's a horrible move. They should want to be a they, wa- they should want to be a part of that culture. Here's what I'm thinking is like. You remember back when E3 was normal and like everybody went to E3 to show show off their games. You would uh, it was a competition kind of like who won E3, like who showed the best stuff. And I wonder if like Sony just isn't confident at the moment that they could win the competition with what they have. That's because they already showed everything maybe at their showcases, so they can't really you know it's like that's what I was wondering that's with true. Nintendo as well. It's like are they just going to show what they've already shown on their direct? I bet Nintendo's going to come out with a lot of new content because everybody's been like, Nintendo, talk to us. What are you doing? You know, it's so and it's so funny. This might be what they're doing. It's so funny you say that, because that leads me to my next question for you guys. Who do you think of the lineup of people who are showing up has the most to gain right now? I think it's Xbox, but I wanted to hear what you guys think. Zar? Well, I think Xbox has the most to gain if they can actually back up with a very strong performance. Like if they have the games to show, especially first party titles, because I don't want to just see a giant showcase of Game Pass. Like I know Game Pass exists. It's all up in my face. But if they actually show first party, hell yeah. I think Nintendo probably has the most to gain out of this. 
Okay. Um, because I, I really, I'm putting on the tinfoil hat, guys. I'm very sorry. Why? Because of how absent they've this? been. I should have swung by and destroyed that thing while I was in town. <laughs> <laughs> you could never find my spares. <laughs> just keep going. <laughs> but no, I think Nintendo is just going to vomit a bunch of content on us at E3 with new surprises in store for like the upcoming years. Maybe they'll show Metroid. I mean, I think we got rumored that they're going to drop the next Smash character or even possibly the rumored bonus character announcement at E3. And I think Nintendo would win the day in that case. It's such a trump card with Nintendo and Smash Bros, right? It's just like Anything they do is Smash. Smash. Yeah, of course, because it's Smash. Anything they do is Smash is going to be part of the conversation. Always. Such a trump card. So here's what I'm thinking. Nintendo comes on stage. It's the guy that's always there to announce Zelda stuff. Yes. He says, we're sorry. We still don't have anything to show you on Breath of the Wild 2. (laughs) Cuts away, and there's not even any Zelda content. They just wanted to (laughs) kill people's dreams. (laughs) And that's it. (laughs) (laughs) They're just like, we're sorry, there's no Zelda content. On with the show. On with the show. And on with your showcase. Like the bubbly like letters and song. It's like, what? (laughs) I would be livid. I would be so upset. Uh, Of course, I'd still be like, oh, thank you, dear creator, for giving for the gift of nothing. Because that's how Zelda fans are right now. But you're right. He said Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. He said it. He said the thing. Oh, God. But anywho, yeah, I'm going to wrap this article up, bring it full circle here. We went a little bit over time on this one. Uh, So the press release states that the developers will be showcasing showcasing their latest news and games directly to fans around the world with ESA working with media to amplify and make this content available to everyone for free. And that came directly from the article. So, yeah, which is really cool because we've never had to pay for E3. Like if even though it's, you know, the most exclusive gaming event ever and, you know, I I would never even hope or or I would never even dream to show up to that place. At least I can watch it for free. And remember, that takes place between June 12th and June 15th. I actually do feel like they could have charged something for that if they wanted to, even if it was five bucks and people would have still been pretty, you know, excited to be there. I would have put I would have put down five bucks for that. I mean, even if it's just for a little bit of nostalgia. But yeah, that's awesome that they're doing this for free. Yeah, well, I mean, it's always been free online. And plus, I'm sure they get plenty of money in other ways. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, you, you could always watch it on, like, uh, one of the free channels on TV. Like, I think, actually, maybe not. Like, I remember watching it on, like, G4, G4. used to do it. Yeah, when E4 was here. <laughs> who's going to take that shit now? Disney Channel? Peaches, where is G4? G4 is online, dude. You can go to G4's YouTube channel. I've actually been watching their stuff a little bit. Oh, is it good? Yeah, it's all right. I mean, it's it's just, you know, the old guys from G4 doing their old content on YouTube. But this is beside the point. We should move on. Next article. All right. Next article. Next article. All right. So this is actually two articles that I bundled into one because they kind of just go together. So uh, the first article is coming to us from IGN. It's after Cyberpunk 2077 CD Projekt Red promises better marketing. Um... 
this is this is coming to us from Matt TM Kim. So thank you, Matt. And then the second article is called CD Project Red is reconsidering Cyberpunk 2077 multiplayer from S. Shaw. So starting with the first article. CD Projekt Red is taking the lessons from Cyberpunk 2077's long marketing campaign to heart. In a new strategy presentation, CD Projekt Red is promising multiple changes to the way it markets future games, including focusing on shorter marketing campaigns and better managed expectations for what the game will look like at launch. Aside from the long marketing campaign, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 sent mixed messaging regarding gameplay elements like full life paths and 24-day NPC cycles that didn't ultimately make it to the final release version. Perhaps most glaringly, CD Projekt Red didn't share what Cyberpunk 2077 looked like on non-PC hardware such as the PS4 and Xbox One until closer to launch, and even then many say PS4 gameplay videos didn't prepare them for the actual state of the game on last-gen consoles. So, So let's summarize this article down in a few couple of sentences. They fucked up, they realized they fucked up, they're not going to fuck up again in the future. <laughs> Essentially, yes. Like, you know, they they did a lot. You know, I've been watching some more stuff on this and I've kind of changed my tune on the, the what they were our marketing versus what they gave us. I, I previously had thought that, you know, people just set their expectations way too high. But as I've been watching like some of this old stuff and watching like some of the YouTubers I frequent point out some of the stuff that was in the marketing, you know, I've seen that, yeah, that, you know, this game looked totally different in the marketing than what we ended up getting. You know, like the, the full life path thing was something that they had. They made it seem like your life path had like this huge, big overarching effect on what your gameplay was going or your story was going to look like. It did for the first like, five minutes. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would say, OK, come on. First 15 to 20 minutes. Come on. Oh, my bad. My bad, bro. Yes. <laughs> That's my bad. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, they they made it seem like it was going to have much more of an effect than just a dialogue choice in conversations with NPCs later on in the game. Um, and then, you know, the gameplay definitely, like, especially in, like, cinematic trailers looked way different than, like, what we ended up getting. Like, it wasn't even close to, like, what they were showing there. And so it is absolutely their fault for doing that. Yeah, well overhyped. That's been the hardest part about talking about all of this is the cognitive dissonance that's taken place with the idea that, you know, people were going to overhype and be disappointed by this game no matter what, versus the fact that there was a lot of promised content that we did not receive in this game. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just, it's, you know, you want your marketing to get people excited for your game. What you don't want to do with your marketing is over promise under deliver like we've constantly talked about with this game specifically and so promise a game that players aren't gonna get yeah exactly well it's like you promise like you you're promising like this fucking pinnacle of what uh what's gonna change gaming like skyrim changed gaming well yeah this was supposed to be a cornerstone (laughs) supposed to be yeah i mean and what you get is just like a good an overall good product but nowhere near what we had been waiting for and what had been promised. Yeah. So, I mean, if you guys got anything, nothing else to say on that, I can move on to the second article. Is there anything you guys wanted to add to this? Well, I just had a quick insertion here. I mean, it's, it's really apparent that they fucked up because I was at a Walmart like last week or something. And it was 
$29. Like you could buy the physical wow. copy of Cyberpunk for $29. Honestly, I I would absolutely take up on that deal. If you didn't, I'm I would disappointed not in you. on a previous gen console. It was for the Xbox One. Oh, well then, yeah, never mind. Yeah, I, changed, yeah. I changed my mind entirely based on that additional information. <laughs> <laughs> I spoke too soon. <laughs> exactly. I mean, like this, all the games, there were games that came out before Cyberpunk that were still $60. And nope, Cyberpunk was in the bargain bin. It's important to recognize, too, um, Half of where they really screwed up, in my opinion, was like, okay, so you promised all these things that we were going to get in the game, and some of it you just couldn't deliver on. I get it. There's a lot of shit you wanted to do, and I appreciate the attempt. But I think something they did that was pretty mischievous and uh, that they used just to trick people was never showing any of the console footage and only using top-of-the-line PC tech. That's true. Yeah, that is del- like, I mean, and, you know, they, they usually though. do have yeah. like a thing that says like, this is like the PC footage, but like when they're deliberately not showing console footage, that is a bit nefarious. So essentially, that's just kind of what I'm getting from this article is them like th- the admission that, OK, so there was some overhype, obviously, but also a lot of promises that were made that were not met. And that's what <laughs> CD Projekt Reddit's doing here. They're just like, sorry, we're sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're sorry. And, you know, I think patch 1.2 for Cyberpunk finally came out. And seriously, the, uh, the somebody did a text crawl for it. It's longer than like any Star Wars text crawls by a lot. Whoa. Woof. Yeah, it's it, they, they fixed a lot of stuff in 1.2. And uh I mean, good for them, but, you know, now it's just you're fixing stuff. Now you need to add stuff that you wanted in the game to begin with. And I it's not that I don't appreciate the effort, but also the hype is kind of gone. It is. Oh, it's it's completely gone. Nobody's talking about it anymore unless it's like in a negative light. I think about that a lot and I'm kind of sad by that fact. You know, it's like how much how much us and everybody else put on what Cyberpunk 2077 was going to be and what it was going to mean for gaming. And now the fact that we hardly talk about it anymore, nor does anybody else. It's just like, it's almost like another flavor of the month. That makes me sad. It's exactly what it was. I mean, it could have been more. Yeah. I mean, it it could have been something great. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, Peaches, you can go on to the next article if you want. All right. Moving on to article number two. This this one is coming to us from Engadget. Uh, and again, this is S. Shaw. I, I don't know what the S stands for, but, you know, pretty cool that he abbreviates his first name. <laughs> it's just S. <laughs> it's just- yeah. <laughs> um, on the heels of its massive Cyberpunk 2077 patch, developer CD Projekt Red has outlined its roadmap for the open world game. The bad news is that it's reconsidering its plan to launch a, 20, a Cyberpunk 2077 multiplayer mode as its next AAA release. Instead, the Polish studio is focusing on bringing online into all of its franchises one day. The studio seems to be prioritizing an all-inclusive online framework over an individual spin-off that can help it to attract a legion of fans throughout its GOG store. We are building an online technology that can be seamlessly integrated into the development of our future games. Uh, so as a guy whose name I can't pronounce. What have we been saying? Don't shove multiplayer into games that don't need it. 100%. Okay, hold, hold up, hold up, hold up. Cyberpunk 2077 was always planned to have multiplayer. 
Now, CD Projekt Red did go back and forth on saying whether or not there would be microtransactions. So they said there would be zero microtransactions in the game at all, period. But that was a bit of a misspeak or mis misspeaking. They, they, they misspoke. Um, there is no microtransactions in the single player version of the game. But the multiplayer version that was always planned was planned to have microtransactions in it. But what you take from this article is that th what they wanted was they wanted the multiplayer multiplayer version of the cyberpunk game to be a separate AAA release, like another. I don't know. It, I can't imagine they would huh. charge sixty dollars for a multiplayer game. But this was going to be a separate release. And now, as far as I understand from this article, they're planning to integrate it into the game on its own right now. Is that what they're? I think that's a mistake. Is that what they're saying, though? Because they're almost insinuating that they're not even going to try with the multiplayer anymore. And instead, they're just going to wait until they have more plans on what they want to do for multiplayer on all their games, which is strange because that's not a very big library as it stands. It's this game and then The Witcher, right? And Gwent. Oh, how could I forget about Gwent? Czar, how could the I fuck forget is Gwent? Gwent? Exactly. The fuck is Gwent? Gwent is a card game. You guys want to play me in Gwent? I'm fucking awesome at I'd it. I'd rather play you in Hearthstone. It sounds like an STD. <laughs> oh shit, I caught Gwent last week. <laughs> Give me some penicillin. I need penicillin. <laughs> oh, that was funny. <laughs> Gwent is awesome, dude. I love Gwent. Uh, I'm, I mean, in all fairness, I've never given it a try. It, <laughs> it might be awesome. It might be a Gwent might be great. Anyway, right. So I did some additional research on this outside this article and everything I've seen says that, yeah, like they're planning to integrate multiplayer into the game like separately. But that's, you know, that it, because of how Cyberpunk 2077 launched, that is so far down the roadmap that it's really hard to think about right now. I think they should push multiplayer way to the back burner. Don't even cook that burger yet. <laughs> like they have so much other shit to focus on. True. I mean, yeah, patch 1.2, awesome. But there's still a mountain of bugs to tackle. Focus on those. That's that's all you need to do right now. That is extremely true. Maybe add the train system because the subway system sounds pretty cool. You know, like add those small things into the game because if they add too much to it too quickly, it's just going to crumble under its own weight. Metaphorically speaking, of course. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying. Go ahead, JP. So I was going to say Cyberpunk 2077 is very lucky because this is not the first game that had that was super hyped up, had a terrible flop and then made it up to fans by adding stuff. We have uh, No Man's Sky, too, right? Like we've seen it happen before where there was a really hyped up game. Shit launch. Nobody talked about it until four to five years later when people started to come back to it, I'm like, oh my God, they fixed everything that was wrong with this game. Cyberpunk might be able to do that. And you know what? It's even possible that Cyberpunk can like get back into people's good graces if they continue on this way. Czar makes a great point. The worst thing that they can do is start going in the direction of microtransactions in any way, even if it's for a multiplayer that's not available yet. In my opinion. <laughs> Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Like, honestly, like to add microtransactions into their multiplayer so soon on like, again, like this is probably at least two years away. 
but like if they were to like try to get multiplayer in this year and the microtransactions, like they they would get burned in the uh, court of public opinion. Boo on you, sir. <laughs> Boo on you. Boo! But I I'm excited. I, I like you know I I really like that you know they're still working on this game. They want to make it the game that was promised. And I look for like I'm going to come back to this game once it's fixed for sure. I had a great time when I played it, but I can only imagine like once everything is patched and every like the game is the cooked product that it was supposed to be. I, I'm really excited to get back to it. That's the it's other been thrown on the floor a few times. I don't know if you want if you want that thing cooked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just like I am toast. Or I am bread. <laughs> I am bread. That's the name of the game. <laughs> Fuck that game. I know, <laughs> Don't buddy. even bring that into this podcast. I'm sorry. You're just salty because <laughs> you played it before and you suck. Yeah. Yeah, I failed hard on YouTube. I don't want to talk about it. Next article. <laughs> Ooh, man. How did this turn into a czar roast? I just I meant that. No I just idea. meant he sucked at the game. I didn't mean his whole channel sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I just suck in general. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, that checks out. Any- <laughs> anyway, what do we got next? JP, I believe this one you can take. Yes, yes, yes. All right. We have an article entitled Epic Games Lost Almost 181 Million and 273 Million on EGS in 2019 and 2020, respectively. <laughs> Woof. All right. So this article is coming to us from dsogaming.com from one Mr. John Papadopoulos. Woo! What a name! I love, love that it. name. John Papadopoulos. John Papadopoulos. You are the man, John. All right. Thank you, Papadopoulos. I can tell you for sure this guy fucks. Oh, John fucks. <laughs> Dude, he polls. He polls. I don't know what he polls, but he polls. All right, let's get into the article. A new court filing has revealed some interesting new details about Epic Games and Epic's Game Store. According to the filling, Epic has lost around 181 million and 273 million on EGS in 2019 and 2020, respectively. This basically means that Epic Game Store has not been profitable these past two years. Epic expects its store to turn a profit in 2023, though this sounds like an optimistic scenario. Furthermore, Epic's exclusives are not that profitable for the company. That's debatable, but I'll keep going. <laughs> okay, so additionally, EGS has currently more than 164 or 160 million registered users and more than 56 million monthly active users. Okay, so first of all, what is EGS? Epic Game Store. <laughs> oh, for God's sakes! Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I was actually kind of questioning it too. I, I thought I, I should so probably stupid. put. I, 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 I figured. Um, I was thinking this is about why putting you that can't in the title. Things for us, peaches. I I put it in the talk. I made sure that Epic Game Store was somewhere in the talking points. You know so that- I'm stupid. Why would you do this to me? <laughs> <laughs> you know I've got the big dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a smooth-brained idiot. What am I supposed to do? Okay, so I'm going to point out the first thing about this that makes me a little irritated. So when they say they when a company says they lost 181 million dollars. So they keep saying 181 million and 273 million to talk about 2019 and 2020 together. I'm just, I'm just going to talk about it together. So in total, 
they've lost about what 400 let's call it 450 million about they didn't lose 450 million dollars that was money that they projected that they might make and then they did not make that amount of money that's what they mean nobody went into their bank account and took 450 million dollars out of it what they're saying is they thought they were going to have 450 million more dollars and then they didn't and in that regard <laughs> they did and then they didn't have that money and now they're crying about it I could see it going either way. I could see it being like what you're talking about or because, you know, Epic Games Store every week gives away a free game. And, you know, that money doesn't come from nowhere. Right. Like Epic Games can't just give away free. They have to pay the money for people to get that game for free. This also is important to point out that Epic Games itself did not lose this money. They specifically lost money on Epic Games Store. So Epic Games Store is losing money, but Epic Games as a company is doing just fine because they're selling V-Bucks to children. Yay! <laughs> selling crack to kids is awesome. Okay, seriously, if you guys ever just need a therapeutic experience, go onto YouTube and watch Parents Freak Out Over Fortnite. I love it. Oh, it's it. great. Oh, it's good. Best content on YouTube. Kids freaking out because they're losing. Kids who stole their parents' credit cards and spent 300 bucks on V dollars or whatever. On dances and skins and just, oh, it's fan. <laughs> and then the kids getting their ass beat. Oh, it's great. I love it. Okay. I saw uh, I saw something from like r slash kids on YouTube and like somebody commented that like a, a uh, like an older like Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. They said Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 was bad because you couldn't emote and dance on dead people's bodies. Like and they were like, they don't even have a floss or a default dance. Did so you, this game is not very fun. It's funny you mentioned that. Did you see what I posted on Twitter today from the Game T Twitter page? It was that I have not been on Twitter yet. Dude, okay, so it was a little kid that went onto the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, I think it was Metacritic or whatever, and said, Fortnite has way better graphics than this game! Fortnite <laughs> copy, but worse! Its graphics are terrible and it doesn't even have skins or dances! Seriously, why would somebody waste their money on this? Also, it doesn't have multiplayer! <laughs> and I was like, kid, I literally can smell the Doritos and Mountain Dew from here. Stand back and shut up, because you don't know what you're talking about. And I hate you. <laughs> Could you even imagine Link in Fortnite? <laughs> or Link doing the default dance. <laughs> Link flossing. You defeat Ganon and then just start flossing. <laughs> oh, with that stupid music. What, is teabagging not good enough for these kids these days? Oh, back in my day. Dude, okay, I must be old because teabagging, I thought I thought that was how you shamed people. It still is. It's a classic. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. That is the de facto way of humiliating somebody in video games, no matter what. Instantly enrages any gamer. Okay, so to get back to the article. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what I find very interesting about Mr. Papadopoulos' article is the fact that Epic says, okay, we expect to turn a profit in 2023, but haven't really offered how they're gonna do that. Here's what's interesting is we don't really understand why they're in this hole in the first place, right? Like this is Epic Game Store and it might have a little bit to do with what Peaches was saying where they're giving away tons of free games, which is very nice of them, but I figured they were recuperating those losses in some way. You know, probably that right. sweet, right, sweet Fortnite money. 
I, I might hear be me able out, to... Hear me out. Hear, hear me out. Step one. Announce projected profits. Step two. Step three. Profit. <laughs> Step two, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the thing is, as you know, as any uh, business major will tell you, a, a uh, business does not usually make a profit in their first two years. You know, like when, you know, if you ever hear anybody starting a restaurant, they'll tell you, like, don't expect to turn a profit in your first two years. And Epic Game Store, you know, is a separate business in its own right, I guess. It, you know, yeah, but they've been it, around longer than two years, haven't they? They opened in December of 2018. Oh, okay. So. You know, this is the, so. This is their first two years of loss. Now, oh, oh, did they lose more in their second? They lost more in their second year, which, yeah, I mean, that's not a good sign. I don't, I don't know a lot about business, but I think you're supposed to lose the most on your first year and hopefully less on the second year, right? Because that shows, hey, we're starting to turn this around. Exactly, and uh, you stumble before you walk. Yeah, and precisely. One of those years. I think wasn't Borderlands 3 exclusive to Epic Game Store on PC for a while? Was it? Borderlands 3? Borderlands 3 I when it, it was on PC but it was exclusive to one of the I think it was Epic Game Store. I think I bought my copy through Epic Game Store but I don't think it was exclusive. It was not on Steam for sure. 100% it was not on Steam. All right. So anyway, that's all that I wanted to say. Look, I love Borderlands but that that's probably not enough in itself to get them out of this hole. And in fact, we see that it clearly wasn't because that was released early 2020, right? Yes. Yeah, uh, border, uh, if we're still talking about Borderlands, yeah, Borderlands was released uh, like February it was exclusive 2020, on the Epic Maybe. Game Store until April 2020. Okay, well, oh, we, we see here that they lost more money in that second year, so something happened. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm curious. Parents started taking care of their credit cards. Ah! Okay. So what's really interesting about this article is it's nothing but speculation, right? Because like, it sounds like there should be more to this article, but Mr. Papadopoulos claims right here, stay tuned for more. That's basically it. So yeah, (laughs) because this is all coming from court filing, right? Yeah. You know what? I wonder, is this coming from the the Apple suing Epic Games court case? You might be onto something. I forgot about that. That's where all their profits were lost, too, because they, you know, got shut down on the mobile prof or on on the mobile platform. Sad default dance. Epic (laughs) Epic Games is doing just fine. They're still billionaires over at Epic Games. It just Epic Game Store losing money and it had to come out via this. I'm I'm going to assume that it's that court case because, you know, they petitioned or they subpoenaed Steam to get like what Steam makes, you know, uh, on all of their sales. Right. So this has to be I, I feel like this has to be based on that lawsuit. Honestly, boys, there's not much else we can say about this because it's definitely just kind of a wait and see what happens types deal. But I mean, I guess just Time to put the tinfoil hats down. You never took yours off. And you know what? I'll, and I never will. <laughs> I'll let you keep it for just one more minute while I ask, do you actually like do you think Epic Game Store is going to be able to recuperate these losses? Do you think it's going to be as prominent as it wants to be 
in PC gaming sales? I kind of hope not. <laughs> just because of Fortnite? Yeah, just because of Fortnite. It's a, it's a stain on anyone who works with it's it. It's like they farted in an elevator and then they got off the elevator. Yeah, but, you know, Epic is still just riding up and down the elevator all day farting. <laughs> <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving. They, they, they cropped us. They go to other elevators. <laughs> and then they fart in that elevator. <laughs> <laughs> the best elevator to fart in is a glass elevator. Oh, to see oh, people God. struggle? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Anyways. Um, I just, I think uh, it's it's like uh, Epic Games has such a bad reputation at this point that it's hard to imagine that Epic Game Store is able to recoup on this, right? Like, obviously, Epic Game Store was made to compete with Steam, and I'm totally fine with, like, platforms trying to compete with Steam. But, like, you know what you're going to do when you make a game like Borderlands 3 exclusive to Epic Game Store is you're going to piss off people like me who don't want to use Epic Game Store now because you're keeping me from getting it on the platform that I want to get it on. Make me go to Epic Game Store because you're offering a better sale on the game. Don't make me go to Epic Game Store just because you're holding the game hostage from Steam. I mean, I see. I do see the point you're making, but that's businesses do shit like that all the time. Oh yeah, you know? absolutely. I it mean, just yeah, bothers how else me. are they supposed to compete with Steam? You know, better uh, deals. You offer a better deal. Now, granted, that also is an issue with Steam because we've talked about before. Steam has like those uh, things that they force the developers to sign where they can't sell their game cheaper on another platform so that's a whole nother issue i'm sure steam lost a good lot of a uh, good amount of money because of that borderlands thing yeah oh i bet we definitely don't have enough time to go down the steam rabbit hole oh yeah. that could be we a shouldn't. whole episode on its own in fact that's <laughs> a great idea a segment yeah like the history yeah. of steam the history of steam history of steam that's a good idea or the or the good the bad and the ugly steam <laughs> <laughs> which out of context in a gaming podcast someone's like what who's this who are what? these people making fun of steam all right it makes my showers <laughs> wonderful <laughs> i love steam all right do we want to move on to some quick takes yeah stop me yeah let's do those quick takes stop me from let's, making let's more get, of an ass of myself to these quick takes and, and save czar some time in editing yeah yeah all right, so first quick take. We got Deathloop delayed until September 14th of 2021. Now, in the recent uh, you Cyberpunk... You could say they're stuck in a Deathloop. Okay. <laughs> well. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm going to pretend you didn't just say that. So, um, given, you know, how Cyberpunk's recent delays turned out for that game, I really wonder what the delays mean for this game. Like, if it is just they need a little bit of extra time to polish... Or does it mean that the game isn't finished and they're trying to rush the release? I'm going to go with the latter. It's hard to say. I think you might be. I don't know, because like Deathloop isn't doing anything nearly as ambitious as Cyberpunk was trying to do. I think I mean, relative to that, obviously, Deathloop will probably be able to deliver in September. But like Deathloop also isn't nearly as hyped up as cyberpunk yeah. was <laughs> not by a That's long fair. shot and in fact like Deathloop was like most of the people i watch who talked about the playstation events that it's been featured on only touched on it very briefly because the fact is it's just not as big as playstation wants it to be i don't think which is no, definitely not 
which is good news because like now they're not going to get shit on if this product isn't great. But it's also kind of bad news because it means like maybe an IP that they want to be really good just isn't getting the attention it deserves yet. Oh, there's probably two or three people in a basement smashing their computers over this news. <laughs> yeah. It's fun to imagine. They should post but... those on Twitter. I'll retweet those. <laughs> well, they can't. They smash their computer. <laughs> yeah. They have phones, probably. I don't want this to be like the Activision Blizzard thing. It's like, don't you guys have phones? Yeah, <laughs> That's very ableist. That's a- that's an old callback. <laughs> All right. Anyways, let's move on to the next thing. There's not a lot to say about that. Uh, Zara, do you actually want to take this one? Uh, yeah. Basically, Xbox wants the next uh, Haido Kojima game, which I think he's like the horror guy, isn't he? He did Death Stranding, and I think he also did. Oh my gosh, I, I'm dying. JP, please save me. Metal Gear. I believe so. Like metal, I think he wasn't he Metal Gear Solid Five, like the best one in the series. I th- I think he's had a part in most of the Metal Gears, but it's saying here, yeah, that's basically like his biggest accomplishments as of now. All right. Well, yeah. Uh, Phil Spencer is talking about you know recruiting him to make a game for Xbox, which sounds kind of cool. The biggest takeaway I had from this article was in the article's picture. It said that there was a Kojima statue or something, but all I saw was a Nintendo Switch on Mr. Xbox's top shelf. Enhance! Enhance! <laughs> I forgot this is a podcast. Anyway. <laughs> Enhance? Clear the picture up a little bit? Yeah, right, just like slightly zoom in. <laughs> you are right. right. You are right. This There's is a pretty exciting there. for Xbox, though. I mean, yeah, no, like, that'd be great for Xbox. Get another IP. Woo. Yeah, I mean, it looks like Hideo Kojima is just like bouncing between, you know, it's like he did a thing for PlayStation that also came to PC. Now he's going to do something for Xbox that will also come to PC. Maybe next, you know, he'll do that game and then he'll go to Nintendo and have something that comes up for Nintendo and also PC. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Go Xbox. All right. And the last next? thing is just a short YouTube video. JP, did you watch this oh, yet? Oh, God. Yeah, no, is. what is this? Uh, go ahead Did and give watch this the a watch. Second? Watch the first one, all right? Yeah, Did what? you watch the second one? I did not watch the second one. I watched the first one. You watched the second one, because I added that one. Peaches? Yeah. Why is there a big Chungus video in my script? <laughs> <laughs> what is... Is this a mobile game? <laughs> yeah, dude. You haven't heard of the Looney Tunes game? No! Okay, so what's happening what right is now happening? is... Peaches posted a YouTube video to our script, and it is the trailer for Looney Tunes uh, Mayhem. What was it, guys? Uh, It's like Mayhem something something. Looney Uh, Tunes World of Mayhem Big Chungus? World of Mayhem. Yeah, the World of Mayhem Looney Tunes Big Chungus trailer. (laughs) And it's kind of ridiculous. It's just Bugs Bunny, but he kind of looks like a bowling pin. It's it's Big Chungus. It's Fat Bugs Bunny. Oh, yeah, yeah it's a, it was he, a very popular meme last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, apparently and it was a big what, enough meme to be included in the mobile game. Here's here's what happened in my head. The execs, like, you know, that are making this Looney Tunes mobile game just for the first time saw the big Chungus meme. <laughs> They've just been in the dark. Yeah, and so they're like, oh, my God, we got to capitalize. This stuff is hot and fresh. Let's get it into the mobile <laughs> game now. <laughs> 
It's basically like you collect different cameos of Looney Tunes, like Sylvester was in a scarecrow outfit and then the skunk was in like a bonnet and dress or something. And you just beat the shit out of Looney Tune characters, turn based style. Holy and yeah, so they included shit. Big Chungus onto the roster and he kind of looks like a powerhouse. He's got like a belly <laughs> flop move. An oh, ultimate move oh, where he God. just lays down on the enemy as a giant Chungus. And I, then, I, you know, he taunts uh, them by saying, like, that'll hold him. I don't want to talk that's basically about or promote this basic mobile game. I just wanted to talk about how dumb these execs are for finally realizing Big Chungus is a meme and then deciding to put it into their fucking shitty mobile game. We're let's, living in a let's... goddamn simulation, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Where memes become reality. You can't change my mind anymore. You, you oh just Oh my god, can't. dude. Alright, who wants to do on? these uh who wants to do the, the two <laughs> game releases? Um I can do I can do game releases. I haven't done it in a while. Alright. Alright, so Upcoming game releases on April 16th, we've got Super Meat Boy Forever coming to the PlayStation 5, Xbox Series S and X, PS4 and Xbox One. Actually kind of looking forward to that game. The last Super Meat Boy was pretty fun. And then on April 20th, my birthday. Oh, they gave me something really good on my birthday. We've got MLB (laughs) The Show 21 (laughs) coming on PS4, Xbox Series X and S. PS5 and Xbox One. Okay, so guys, my question to you is, do you think that in MLB The Show 2021, there will be cardboard cutouts of fans in the stands? Oh, God, I hope. That should be like a sword. Do you think it'll be like animated people? Because I I really hope it's the cardboard cutouts. I I love that so bad. I would buy it if it were the cutouts. I'm not even a big baseball guy, but that sounds hilarious. Yeah, I would buy it for that. All right, so the, that's our two games, and I know for the hype up between those, JP would go with Super Meat Boy Forever, and you know the last Super Meat Boy was a quality game. I haven't heard a lot about this one, but my buddy Eric would want me to say MLB The Show here because apparently it's one of the few sports games left that isn't just absolutely demolished and like pay to win with microtransactions. So good for you MLB the show you know way to not make it a pay to win game as compared to your other games in or rivals in the sports game genre um I'm sorry what about the other sporting game elite handball did you just forget oh, about shit. handball I did oh, <laughs> yeah, no. dodgeball is a sport handball Dip, oh it's duck, got a game dive, baby dive dodge and I don't remember the rest handball handball <laughs> now JP do you want to scroll down a little bit I do I you always do some trifling shit. Why is this meme here? <laughs> Why is Big Chungus on a PlayStation 4 case? What is it's adults only? Featuring featuring Dante from the Devil May Cry series. <laughs> oh, it's a it's an exclusive game. Checkmate Xbox. <laughs> we got Big Chungus. Big Chungus. <laughs> oh my god the featuring Dante is killing me <laughs> from, from hello games the people that brought you no man's sky alright don't, don't you <laughs> oh this is going on twitter for sure <laughs> I 
We are living in a simulation, boys. I am so... I don't even know what to do with myself anymore. I'm just so tired all the time. I'm so, I think it's time to get out of here, boys. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> Let's call it a wrap. What is my life? Holy shit. All right. Big chunk. Big chunk. <laughs> okay, um... Um, that's going to do it for this episode of the Game Team Podcast. We'll see you in the next episode. You just got your game tea. Later. Big fucking chungus. <laughs> <laughs> if you like what you heard today and you're looking for more ways to get your game tea fixed, check us out on Patreon. With bronze, silver, and gold tiers starting at $2 a month, there are several incredible rewards you can receive for supporting the show, such as a follow from us on Twitter, access to a monthly Q&A session, an invitation to our private Discord server, and even bonus episodes of the podcast only accessible to patrons. Your donations will be used to make the show even better. The link to Patreon is in the description with our social media, so go check it out. Once again, thank you so much for listening to the Game Tea Podcast.